Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about The Conversation Project. I've seen their website around, I've read their materials, and while at my doctor's office, which has a lending library, I saw The Conversation Project Starter Kit. It's a really cool library, actually. I've never actually seen this in a doctor's office before, but they have literature, reference materials, and brochures that you can borrow and the brochures you can take for your own use and sharing. So I took one of the starter kits. I want to go through that a little bit with you today, but I also, through their website, want to just go through some of the topics that they offer. The Conversation Project was developed just for the purpose that you and I have been talking about for almost a year now. This idea of what do you want for the end of your life? What do you want your family to know about your choices and the decisions that you have made for your end of life care, your advanced care planning, and who your people are going to be? When I came across this the other day, and saw the starter kit, I got excited, but then I revisited the website and got even more excited. And here's why. They offer free guides, not just the starter kit. I'm going to read you a couple of the ones that I saw. There are little clicky tabs that you can click on and and get the guides. There's a conversation starter guide, a guide to choosing a healthcare proxy, a guide to being a healthcare proxy, a guide for talking with your healthcare team, or I guess you could say even a healthcare team in case it's not you, but maybe a family member that you're having the conversation for. The next one is what matters to me, and it's called a workbook. I want you to go through and click on these tabs on the website. Another tab is a guide for caregivers of a child with serious illness. Then they have a COVID-19 one too. I'm glad it's still up there because COVID is still here. And so maybe it's still something that people need to look at. The next tab that I went to was called Get Started. So when you click on this tab, there is a list of things. And so the, the header says, I want to, and then it says, start a conversation, choose a healthcare proxy, be a healthcare proxy, talk to my healthcare team about my end of life care. Talk about the care I want for my serious illness. Help the person I care for with Alzheimer's or dementia. Talk to my child living with a serious illness. And be prepared in the time of COVID-19. The next tab that I clicked on gives a little conversation guide. Is the same thing that I got printed out. But if you go onto the website, all you have to do is choose which one you want. What's really neat about this is it's in English. It's got an audio and a reading option. And there's one in Spanish and one in Chinese. So it doesn't cover all the languages that are possible. But I think with those three language options, and then even in English, having the audio versus a reading option was, was really well thought out. All right, so the next tab is bringing conversations to work. And you go, why would you want to do that? Well, think of water cooler conversations. Someone just has had to maybe miss work because they had to place their parent somewhere in some sort of care facility. Or 
Maybe their children are asking them to start making decisions and they just need to talk about it. So guess what? At the water cooler, whoever's standing there long enough gets to hear about the conversation. So let's take a look at those tabs. They have healthcare resources, faith resources, community resources, and it connect with others. So when you, when you click on bringing conversations to work and you can check into these tabs, it's just another great way to find some more resources. All right. And then they also have one that I really like and actually may take advantage of more thoroughly or in depth. It's called Promote Your Message. These are communication toolkits for newsletters, social media, email, etc. And I thought, you know, if I ever wanted to get a group of people together to have this conversation more group-wise instead of one-on-one, you know, a bigger reach, these are some great resources. What they included here were some themes and some toolkits to help you get started. They have a supporting self toolkit, a planning ahead and making your wishes known toolkit. Then they offer creative ways to reach and motivate individuals. Here's a really neat topic. One size does not fit all when it comes to tools to help jumpstart conversations. I know that's for sure. Not everybody is ready to sit down with me when I say, hey, want to talk about death? So to understand different people's needs and maybe even concerns or fears or hangups is important to get this thing going. Another tab option is community activities to keep advanced care planning conversations flowing. I found the website so helpful, so much so that when I grabbed the little brochure from my doctor's office, I came home and started looking through it, and I want to share some of it with you. It kind of encompasses everything I just mentioned, but it's just the starter kit. I think the website is more comprehensive in the sense that it gives you all those things that I mentioned and tabs that you can click on and interact with to get you to the place that I think this paper is going to bring us to. I'm going to grab it so that you can hear as I go through the pages what it's about. I'm not going to go word for word because I want you to go to the website and do this yourself. But I think it'll give you enough of an idea that it'll inspire you maybe to give this a go. What I love about this is in the very first page, there's photos of different people having conversations, just being very loving and kind, which is encouraging by itself. Okay, so on the first page, it says your your conversation starter guide, how to talk about what matters to you and have a say in your healthcare. That's what we're doing, right? That's the purpose. So, so far, so good. All right, I'm going to dig in. The first page that we look at inside It says, we can't plan for everything, but we can talk about what is most important in our life and in our healthcare with those who matter most. And then there's four steps. One is think about what matters to you. There's a series of questions and a little block area for you to write in your responses to kind of figure out where your mind is at as you're considering this conversation. The next section is plan your talk. So we're going to go there. And in the plan your talk section, it has some sentences with some statements on there. And then you can rate the importance as to like how much or how little you want to have known or what you want to know. 
So one of them is, as a patient, I'd like to know, and at one end of the spectrum, it is, or at one end of the scale, it is only the basics about my condition and my treatment. At the furthest end of the scale is all the details about my condition and treatment. So this is what the next few little sentences give you the opportunity to look through and consider for yourself. So now we're going to go through. Now let's see, there are, looks like 10, maybe 11 questions. So that is going to give you some real time to do some introspection, consideration of what you believe and how you think about what you might want and what you might be interested in and what you want other people to know. I know I'm being kind of, the word that came to mind is oblique, maybe opaque. I don't want to give you the whole thing. I feel like this is such an important document. I want you to really look at it, but let me just give you another one. Let's see. I like this one. When it comes to sharing information about my health with others, one end of the spectrum says, I don't want those close to me to know all the details about my health. On the other side of the spectrum, I'm comfortable with those close to me knowing all the details about my health. I love that. It gives you a rating. You don't have to really write anything down. But towards the end of this little section, it gives you larger boxes to really think things through. For example, this one says, look at your previous answers. What do you notice about the kind of health care you said is right for you? By doing that, it just gives you an opportunity to recap your thoughts and kind of make them concise in this one little area. Okay, we're going to move on. Step three is to start talking. The statement here in step three says, how much do the people who matter to you know about what matters most to you? There might be some things they already know, some things that you need to tell them. Sometimes we might think others know how we feel, but they don't. Conversations help make what we think and how we feel as clear as possible. So looking through step three, there's a little block here for some thoughts. So it, sa it says, the conversation project uses the saying, it always seems too soon until it's too late. The question for us to fill in then is, when will you start this conversation? Wow. <laughs> then after you think about that, I mean, you could make it as small as now, tomorrow, next week, Maybe there's some things that you have to kind of write down, some people that you have to consider. There's a space for this. So then it says, you've gathered your thoughts, written down your ideas, picked your trusted people. Now, how do you begin a conversation? There's a list of conversation starting sentences. There's a list of topics that you might want to cover when you're talking. And then on the back of this, we're still at the end of step three here. There's some tips. So some of the tips are consider having a practice conversation, giving you the reassurance that you don't have to talk about everything or talk to everyone in the first conversation. They encourage us to be patient. Some people are nervous or might need time to get ready to talk. Keep trying. You don't have to lead the whole conversation. It's also important to listen. 
which is good because that kind of circles us back to the active listening section that I did a while back. This next one says, nothing you say is permanent. You can always change your mind as things change in the future. I really want to put a star by that one. The last one, and again, I'm skipping a little bit, says you can share this guide with or without your thoughts included with your trusted people. There's that death posse reference again. I think it's great. If you can share this with someone you trust and care about, having already filled in your desires and your thoughts, but I think it's as loving as doing your thoughts and your feelings as it is to give them a blank copy of this guide so they can do the same thing and then maybe give it back to you filled out. Step four, keep talking. It says, now that you've started the conversation, keep going. Talk to more people who may have a say in your health care. The more you talk, the more people you are close to will know what matters to you. And that makes it more likely that you'll get the kind of health care you want now and through the end of life. And then there's another little section here to keep the conversation going. Little questions for you to think about, little tips for having the next one. The very last page of this guide says what to do next. They're offering that it's a good idea to record your conversation with an important legal document to be sure that your choices are followed. And of course, what they're referring to here is the advanced directive. So there's two parts as they illustrate on the back of this guide, the healthcare proxy, which is the person you're going to appoint. And then there's the living will. And this is the part where your preferences and your wishes are listed. They're also discussing here at this guide that it's important to share our advanced directive with more than just the proxy, perhaps a sibling of the proxy or some other family member so that it's not just on one person. They also have a website and I'll put this one in the show notes. This is the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization and they help you fill out your advanced directive. They have them available there online and you should be able to download the forms. I've seen formats in different ways, so I don't believe that there's necessarily a standardized form, but the more research you do online, the more you'll find it. All right, lastly, I just want to give a shout out to who made this wonderful guide. It's called the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. They are the ones sponsoring the Conversation Project. This is the year of conversation. It's 2023. If you've been thinking about it, maybe deciding how to get started, maybe wondering what you would say, the Conversation Project gives you such a great amount of information. I really hope that you'll find it helpful. And I'd love to hear if you actually did one. Send me an email. Let me know. We're all kind of walking through this together. Let's support one another in getting these conversations going, getting over some of the fear and the nervousness, and just sharing love and being loved by our families. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening today. You can go to my website for more articles, little news pieces, or a transcript of this podcast. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. 
If you'd like to join the conversation, you can send me an email too. Thanks again, and until next time, take care.